Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, otherwise known as Barely Employed Arm Candy. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and my third eye is a little unfocused. I skip breakfast. <laughs> I'm I'm Frank, and hey, you didn't know you existed outside of the station. Thought you were just put back into your detective Clive box. Uh, <laughs> Pull the string and he says, Miss Moore, please. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job. Uh, well, welcome back to the podcast, Frank. Thank you. Glad to be back. And uh, you're here for some uh, obviously very, uh, very focused on Peyton episodes. <laughs> not, not really. There's some Peyton stuff. But. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Don't you love her hair color, Frank? I love her hair color in these episodes. I'm, I miss I miss when she was blonde. She was a lot cuter. Oh, you like her as a blonde? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have no opinion. I, <laughs> 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 I guess I got to know her with this hair color, and then I went. Then we checked out Hell, 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 Hellcats, and uh, I got to know her as a blonde. So uh, I don't know. I guess yes. I kind of prefer this hair color. Yeah, <laughs> I first saw her in Hellcats. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was our news segment. What we think about uh, Ali Mataka's <laughs> hair, <laughs> blonde versus brown. Hey, tweet us or email us. What do you think? Blonde versus brown. <laughs> uh, but it's not just brown. In these episodes, there it's it's like she's been in the sun. Uh-huh. It's like it's yeah. it's like it's sun kissed, a little red. Uh, she was yeah. off on the shores of Italy, you know, trying to. <laughs> Figure out what she wanted to do now that now she knows that her best friend's a zombie. Um, and luckily for us, she came back to town. So yes. All right. Well, I actually really I don't have any news this week. For once, there's really I I I, I saw that Raul was doing a couple more auditions. I worried about that, but I'm hoping they're movie auditions. <laughs> yeah. He posted a very funny. Uh, he, he talked about like having to do accent work and he posted a very funny video of himself uh, trying to do an American accent and <laughs> failing terribly. It was really funny. Uh, he was like, hi, Michael. <laughs> You'll have to check it out. Uh, but uh, I guess we can really get into the episodes. Sorry. I don't know what that is. Was that, that, was that in your basement or was that... Yeah, that was some kind of drilling going on in my basement. I don't know. Uh, Just getting the brains out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steph is uh, uh, calling in from Shady Plots today. She's on All right, so today uh, we're talking about uh, Love and Basketball and Max Wager, which is a, a nice uh connected story because of the brains because of the uh the gambler and max wager is a character in this story uh, yeah because we we see uh the victim in the first episode and then we see the the okay Liv eats the brains of the victim in the first episode oh my gosh stop and then <laughs> Just, in the next episode in max rager she eats the brains of 
the person that killed the previous guy. So it was a nice continuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and also, we wanted Liv and Major together, and at the end of the last episode, they kissed, and then just two seconds into this episode, she's like, nope, stop, we're just friends. <laughs> you know, it just stop, shuts it down. Yeah, unfortunately. I do like them together, um, but uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little worrisome about the whole whether or not she's going to reinfect him or not. Um, and they don't ever just assume that he's like vaccinated, like he's uh, right. There's something weird immune. going on because he's got zombie radar. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I uh, I envied Ravi having to go to the store and buy all those condoms. Uh, that must have been very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the whole after the whole coffee test. Um, she basically says, unless there's a cure, there's no future, and they got to be friends. But, uh, yeah, temptation really uh, works for them in this episode. Or, wait, is it this, this episode, or is it, I think it's in the next episode, uh, Max Wager, where they, where they start getting very close to being intimate. Yeah, that's at the end of the next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, in it, the first episode where they're, uh, they're playing the... Um they're doing the Skype. Yes. <laughs> the the Skype stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know how we podcast every week. <laughs> so. uh, no, no, it is not. <laughs> oh, I, I had my four pairs of socks on just to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever sound a little uncomfortable, it's because of this G string. It's very tight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing that uh, these episodes are kind of connected with, along with uh, Cowgirls, uh, even Cowgirls get the black and blues, which I noticed, which I like that they pull this out every once in a while, is Clive immediately trying to get Liv. I mean, you quoted that stuff at the beginning of the episode, the the whole uh, third eye being unfocused. Yeah, he just wants it. He just wants to call it up like uh, like it's just it's just there for, uh, yeah. you know, he doesn't know and, that she uh, has to eat the brains first. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, both these episodes have that. Um, uh, I do like, uh, yeah, but but when she finally gets to those brains, and I like the whole quick cut of um, Ravi saying, "Oh, there's nothing more primal than a zombie craving brains," and it's quick cut to the Romero zombie in the uh, in the lab and just going raw right into the camera. <laughs> yeah. Kind of made me jump. Yeah, and- I didn't even re- remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't remember the scene there. And that doctor talks to Major, and it's like she's, um, it's like she is has a limited idea about these. Like she assumes that all zombies are shambling zombies, and yeah. and Major is telling her about how the uh, the miner's owner was, you know, begging for his life and begging yeah. the police take care of his dog, and she doesn't think the doctor doesn't think that zombies have any feelings that they don't live a normal life that they're just uh you know mindless mm-hmm. and monsters and also you know this brings in you know uh rita's side of this and the way she's acting and, and i did t- you know when i talked to leanne lap uh uh in our interview you know i was really like sympathetic with with gilda gilda and, and you know rita and and just trying to being like <laughs> 
you know, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, it was after she got infected, right? And she was, uh, she was turned yeah. into a zombie, and I was feeling terrible for, you know, especially that scene where we're going to talk about it later this season uh, in our rewatch, but the scene where she's stuck outside the door while Vaughn is just, you know, has his back to her. Um, what a horrible dad. Yeah. What a horrible dad. So I was feeling like so sympathetic towards that, but she reminded me that, you know, Rita isn't all, you know, a, a sympathetic person. She, and, and it shows that in, in this episode, especially uh, the whole, Zombies are not people, and she's got like she just has a zero conscience about the whatever major's telling her about you know the the families and stuff. She just doesn't care, you know. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's just a good reminder. It's nice to binge watch these right in a row because you kind of forget these things when there's like hiatuses and stuff. Or at least I do because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I forgot, um, which we'll talk about it later, but how we came to feeling so sorry for Blaine. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we, yeah. We, we definitely do. But um, I think it was really so sweet that uh, Liv considered Major when she realized that these kids needed a basketball coach. Yeah. It was like, oh, Major would be the perfect person. Mm-hmm. I really loved living this episode on the coach brains. Of course, that that great speech that she does. Your major mother flipping <laughs> Willie White, and you don't quit. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, and just doing good by him, and the fact that he. It, it's funny because I thought the whole drug thing lasted longer, or it seemed like it lasted longer than it really did. It was only mm-hmm. a couple episodes. He kind of got hooked on it for a couple episodes, and but. I guess he wasn't addicted. He flushed him down the toilet, and I don't think he goes back to Utopium at all the rest of the season. I don't think so. I, I love the that scene when um, uh, the, they're there coaching the kids, and one of the kids elbows another one, and Liv says to Major, that kid's got edge, Mage. He can play for me. <laughs> Mage. Yeah, I remember her saying Mage. I was like, yeah, that's interesting. Mage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love when they went to uh, they go to Tacoma oh and they meet the guy so who good. was up for Ravi's yeah. job. And I don't, I don't <laughs> guess I really appreciated that scene at the time, but how small minded he is. You know, like he's a small town guy and he's got a small mind. Where because he said uh, he made the remark to Ravi, oh yeah, they had to meet their quotas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have. Oh, a, that's a, very insulting. And actually, yeah, the the the. Uh, the the part the part <laughs> when when uh, Raul was talking on Twitter about having to audition with accents, I actually uh, quickly took a, a film of this one clip where he talks about like we don't have lofty accents or whatever, and uh, <laughs> it filmed it and then put, and then tweeted it to him and he liked it. <laughs> oh, he liked it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy, uh, Doctor Ian Metzger, um, I really, I'd love to see him again. He, I thought he was going to be like a reoccurring thing, but I guess it's just this one time. But uh, yeah, because he's this. such a famous actor. Yeah, because he was on Seinfeld. We know him from Seinfeld. Seinfeld yeah. Um, but yeah, they really got to bring this guy back. He's hilarious. They need to go to Tacoma again. Yeah, have a little morgue feud between him and Ravi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what else? 
Uh, Clive beats a fool, which is good to see. Uh, yeah, that guy was a jerk. Yeah, and it really, you know, sometimes you're a little worried about, you know, a cop beating somebody on his own front line. <laughs> but when we see that flash of him hitting that kid, it was over for me. I'm like, nope, destroy him, Clive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, of course, Clive related, you know, he's getting talked to by Lieutenant DeVore about these uh, – <laughs> The, the the widow Suzuki's widow, and outside the window there's uh, there's Basio <laughs> doing the stairs and then doing the paddle. Yeah. I like wonder if she was on a chair when she did the paddle because it's so smooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> or she's yeah. got like really like, you know, her legs are very strong to kind of hold herself across. Really, I don't know. Very very agile. <laughs> um, I'll have to tweet Jessica Harmon say so. How strong your legs? So I can get instantly <laughs> blocked. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. The, so that, the, whoa, sorry, go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the the Clive and um, what's her name again? Basio. Yeah, Clive and Basio. That that relationship is going to be sadly missed uh, in season three. I don't. Yeah, yeah. There was I. You know, honestly. I'm not trying to spoil anything. This could be covered up, but, you know, all the times that I've seen them tweet about filming and stuff, I've never seen, like, Jessica Harmon talking about filming iZombie. You know, she could be just keeping it under wraps, but yeah. uh, she, if not, she's going to be she's gonna be missed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's almost like she's pulling a Peyton at the end of uh, season two, you know. She finds out... Well, she doesn't really find out about Liv being a zombie, but she, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But she gets kind of yeah. upset by Clive and kind of betrayed and then leaves, leaves town. Yeah. Let's hope she comes back. Yeah, hopefully. So they've sent Gabriel out to get more tainted utopium. Yeah. And so Blaine shows up at the morgue and... Singing the cure. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, don't you get it? The cure. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that Blaine is very, you know, that's that's very much keeping with Blaine's character. Yeah. He's yeah. a music guy. He's a music guy. We need a musical, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you have the fight the for fight. the Tainted Utopium. That, I think that's one of my most favorite scenes. Yes. Of the whole series. That's my cardio for the day. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else? Well, now there's a fire a fire truck going by my house. So, yeah, we got yeah, lots of background noises in our podcast this week. Because <laughs> what me edit? Um, so, so, did Gabriel... I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm the one who should have been really paying attention or... F- Focusing in on this, but maybe I didn't. But like, did Gabriel really get Boat Party Utopium? Did he create it again? It just seemed like yeah. he, like Donnie shows up in the lab. Ravi see like, oh, uh, I think I've seen you before. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we get our first kind of like, yeah, he's a twin. That that joke. <laughs> yeah. um, but he shows up with like a whole like jar of it. So I don't. I wasn't sure if he like created it or if he had some left over. Do you- he cut it exactly like he did the boat party uh, okay. utopian. Okay. Yep. Uh, which another one of those uh, hilarious sight gags I probably didn't notice the first time around because I was madly taking notes on a Tuesday night. 
was when Clive comes in afterwards and there's Ravi just standing there holding a whole bottle of, of Utopia. <laughs> like, <laughs> quickly crosses his arms. Like, like, yeah, like he's going to guess what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. I think he's pretty safe. Um, anything else? I mean, the Clive gets the brain at the end, which uh, was 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 a big deal when we first. Oh, was the, uh, Suzuki's uh, widow comes in yeah. and found yeah has found brain in the refrigerator. And then Major tells Major tells uh, well, I love Major pulls a does a Han Solo line and says to uh, Rita, "Never tell me the odds." Um, yeah. And uh, tells Liv that he's a better man with her in his life, and they really wants to make it work. And there's Liv, pet and minor. I love that they called the dog minor. That was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of skip over a lot of the uh, cases when we do these rewatches, but it's just I like talking about the overall mythology more, I guess. I don't know if there's Man. anything from the case you guys really. The name of the crowdfunding the crowdfunding site mm-hmm. is Funders Keepers. Yeah. Funders Keepers. Oh, that's what it was. Funders Keepers. Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, they find Alan York's hair in the sink and the sink drain. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's all these little things that just keep. Yeah. Keep uh, Clive interested in the meat cute mm-hmm. incident. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I really have. Uh, we see the yep, Romero is in the lab. That was pretty cool to see for the first time. And yeah, so uh, let's talk about Max Wager. Okay. Um, <laughs> Major's awesome mood at the beginning of that episode is just great. <laughs> Um, and uh, Robbie saying, "If that's Rihanna coming down the stairs, uh, it'll make mo- it'll make a lot of sense to me." Yeah. <laughs> I love how uh, he just says, "What's shaking bacon?" Looking at a plate of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel so sorry for Robbie having to live with Peyton, you know, in yeah. the same house. Pitiful. Aww. Yeah. But. Uh... He's dating stuff, right? He's still dating stuff. He hasn't he hasn't dumped her terribly yet, but he will soon. Ravi's dating you? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta go over it all or get all, we gotta go all over it all over again, and it's gonna be sad. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I like that we were led to believe that Stephen Williams was the big bad. Yeah, was the boss. I love that because it's Stephen because Williams. He's such a, yeah, because yeah, he's such a famous actor. Yeah, but it ended up being that little, <laughs> unassuming looking. You know, he wasn't scary at all until he told that story about how. Oh, this is how I would do it. Oh I gosh. would, yeah, you know, kidnap his family. And you know what bothers me about that whole thing even more now? I just put this together. So. What? <laughs> So he tells this disturbing tale to Liv. He's like, you know, what you do is you'd make the guy kill himself and you you take the the wife and the children or whatever, any of the you know, his dog, 
put them in front of a Skype camera and say, I'm going to kill these people unless you kill yourself. And so it's like a perfect crime because he's nowhere near the other guy. And then they're like, well, you got witnesses. And he's like, oh, yeah, you take care of them too, <laughs> you know, and kill them. <laughs> Uh, so then a couple scenes later, uh, guess what idea that Liv has to do with uh, Major? <laughs> <laughs> they do a video Skype call <laughs> and do strip high-low, which uh, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. If I heard that story, I'd be like, I'm not really in the mood for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird connection. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but but what's so either. scary is just right after that, then Stacy Boss is in Peyton's office oh. telling her what she got wrong on the board. Yeah. I should have been there to protect her. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done? I would have just beat up Stacy Boss. <laughs> You know, it's funny because they're sitting there, they're standing there talking, and Peyton's very intimidated, of course. But I honestly yeah. think Peyton could take him. Like he's oh, she's, she's bigger yeah. and she's like fit. Yeah. You know, she can kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that that very creepy, you know, almost Hitchcockian effect. You know, the this like courthouse is like this old building. They show Peyton from above, like going up the spiral staircase. All the frosted windows, and uh, there's uh, Mr. Boss like whistling, "My darling Clementine," you know, and as the, it's, as it's revealed that he's there, you know, I just thought that was all. It was very well, very well done, very well shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, was it the last episode? Did uh, who turned Angus into a zombie? Oh, I Blaine did. So Blaine is still able to turn. No, I think he turned him into a zombie before he was cured. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He might have been one of his but first ha- customers. I don't know. <laughs> it was so sad that, um, you know, when Liv comes in the uh, shady plots yeah, and he's drunk, Blaine's drunk, and yeah. he's talking about how, uh, yeah, he, you know, he was. He misses being go a ahead. zombie. Zombie Blaine Yeah, because awesome. he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, live. Human Human Blaine was just kind of, he's just kind of a. Dull. Kind of, yeah, pitiful. Yeah, a yeah. loser, I think he said. A loser. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because Liv gives him the idea here because she says, you know, the one thing that she could do without is the visions, you know, constantly having, you know, memories of people dying and, you know, terrible things happening to them. And that gives him the idea of the most seriously messed up plans. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I fully appreciated the first time around when we watched this, how totally messed up this plan is, yes, which, uh, you know, he's, um, he's assigned to go track this, uh, brain down up on the mountain and, you know, a business partner or something. And he's going to give it to Angus. Angus wants that brain to learn whatever business secrets or whatever. And so instead he kills his grandfather who he loves. And, but he knows that when Angus eats 
um, his own father's brains, he's going to be like really messed up by this. Like not only just the knowledge that he ate his father's brains and to find out that his father was murdered, but also just to have that vision of Blaine like putting the pillow over his face, you know, and killing him without actually killing him. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, just to kind of feel how he felt. I don't know. Or maybe maybe he even thinks in in a weird way. You know, he doesn't really explain any of this, but I'm just kind of thinking about it. Like, his grandfather loved him and was nice to him, and that his father doesn't love him and, and is just pretty despicable to him. And that maybe if he eats his grandfather's brains, he'll have that love for Blaine again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But really good, really good. Yeah, and Blaine plays it so... I mean, Blaine. Uh, David Anders plays it just, uh, he's just yeah. so heartbroken. Oh, and then at the end, just like, oh, the, the your father was taken. And Donnie's just complete, like, what's this lame music you're listening to? <laughs> you know? and, and not even knowing what Blaine just did to possibly get back at his father. So, yeah, that was, that was a great plot. Yeah. Um,. Let's see. Uh, we got to appreciate Clive's dive roll across the, the courthouse steps beginning of this episode. That was great. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. great. Great action scene. Um, and we have the uh, accidental double date <laughs> in front of a food truck with <laughs> Clive and Bosley meeting Liv and Major. Yeah. Um, and uh, Liv and Major get their Native American names, which is uh, Girl from Morg who somehow makes goth work. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, barely arm- employed arm candy. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Chief gets shot. We find out that Candy, the makeup girl, has a low threshold for pain, Mm-mm. and just Angus knowing that Blaine has been pretending to be a zombie, he knows mm-hmm. his secret. Oh, uh, speaking of secrets, another thing I noticed uh, uh, was that. Uh, so so Clive comes in and notices this condom that's been turned into a balloon animal. <laughs> and Clive asks about it and Ravi simply just says clown college. <laughs> and he doesn't like say like kidding or laugh about it, really. So are we to assume that Ravi really did go to clown college? <laughs> I guess. Cuz I looked it up. It's just an 8-week course. You can go 8 weeks. On, in a summer, you know, say, and, and you know, if you're interested in being a clown and graduate from clown college. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, am I, am I selling you on this? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 don't, I think you just picked it up at a birthday party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't make a balloon animal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you guys got anything? I, I'm talking a lot here. Anything else you wanted to t- mention? Yeah, I didn't have much notes on this episode. This one. Um, I I also love the scene where Clive catches Liv wa- watching basketball, and now like all his yeah. suspicions about what how weird she's like where she gets this information from. He's like, oh, you totally study up and this regurgitate the facts <laughs> to show me up, you know. Yeah, she was way off on the uh, Porzingis uh, being a bust. He's become a star now with the Knicks. Ah, see, this is why I was thinking about this because you are a sports fan. 
not not a Knicks fan, but yes. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> My team was playing the Knicks last night, though. Oh, okay. Beat them. Who's your team? The Thunder. Okay. That's that's actually <laughs> who's the Thunder? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. Oklahoma City, formerly Seattle SuperSonics. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's this this these couple of episodes. I mean, there's some really good uh, mythology stuff, but the cases like there's so much like uh, sports and gambling gambling over sports yeah. talk that I I um, I'm not sure if I said this the last time we covered the episodes, but I'm I I kind of feel the way like maybe like my wife feels when I start talking about minute Star Wars facts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that's yeah, because there was a, it wasn't just basketball; it was it was football too. Because he meant uh, yeah. Liv mentioned Broadway Joe, mm-hmm. you know Joe Namath, and then when she goes in the um, in the barber shop, they're talking about you know like Colorado and Alabama, and yeah. then they're like the Tigers. There's a you know there's <laughs> multiple teams called the Tigers. And then there's horse racing. Yeah. Uh-huh. At, at the beginning of Love and Basketball, Major referenced uh, Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. See, like all this stuff, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that supposed to be like <laughs> – like they could be yeah, making, was... uh, making very witty things and I, I'd be like uh, – but if they started talking about like, you know, Ravi naming his rats. Superheroes. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. oh, Boba Rat. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, And I guess the last thing I have here for my notes is uh, 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 Oh, actually I have two things One is really quick The the Skype conversation between uh, Liv and Major is great But they have this really awkward cut in the middle of it They they show them, you know, and he... Taking their shirt Like she takes her shirt off And then she says something about him wearing a G-string and, uh, you know, it's really funny because obviously they can't show everything. So like, but, yeah. and so you see like major's side of the monitor and major has this look like, Oh my gosh, you know, but really it's like not even showing anything on her at all. You know, uh, I thought it was funny, but th- the thing is that, that I thought was really interesting is there's this awkward cut. They quickly cut to Clive just kind of chuckling as Roger Thrunk is being brought into the police station. And th- it, it's like for like 30 seconds at the most. And then they cut back to Liv and Major and they're in bed with their laptops. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I think I know what happened. <laughs> but it's just like we couldn't show it. So we had to do this weird quick uh, Clive scene, which. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about <laughs> uh, the article that was reviewing the Santa Clarita diet last time. And t- it, did it say something about a scantily clad girl? Yeah. Like yeah. implying that Liv was scantily no, 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 no. What sk- it never implied anything about Liv or iZombie, and that was its <laughs> biggest crime. It was saying that – it was saying that uh, Drew Barrymore's character, Sheila, was like a better uh, female zombie character – because there, she's never like scantily dressed. Like it's breaking the mold because she's never scantily. Uh, who is scantily dressed? I couldn't ever figure out who was supposed to be scantily dressed. She, she compared it to like like Walking Dead and 
Dawn of the Dead and stuff, and apparently girls are. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Why are we okay. talking about that article again? I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know because it's infuriating. Because I thought that they were. I thought she was insinuating that Liv was, you know, that wearing short skirts and showing cleavage when she wasn't. When no. when we see more of uh, Major yeah. of uh, of Robert Buckley than we see of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is okay by me. Friend of the show, Robert Buckley, you mean? <laughs> Um, anyway last last thing actually has to do with major and uh we were you know i'd totally uh forgotten how we discover that what major's actually doing on that bridge and it literally shows it you know he pulls the body bag out and there's angus laying in the trunk next to the body bag he shoots the body bag and he throws it over the bridge and then he goes back to his storage facility and puts angus Puts the Angus meat in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, and we see the uh, miner's owner there too. Yeah, and and I guess the other guy is the the guy with the kids. Tim Addis. Okay, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> uh, and there was another thing where they mention in the episode. I think it was Liv or somebody talking about how this was like a. It was rumored that this. Like some sort of like anti-establishment person was taking these rich people, and because there was, yeah. and so he kind of major kind of leans into that by putting spray paint on the walls, and you hear it on the news report. Um, that, yeah, um, at the end of the episode. So, and then also at the end, uh, Donnie comes in and says, "Oh, here's your dad staring back at me on my phone," <laughs> and so Blaine has murdered his grandfather yeah. now for no reason. Yeah. Oh, that's just heartbreak. All right. Well, um, that's all the notes I have. You guys have anything else before we get into trivia? <laughs> no. No, I think that's it. I think I blew one of the answers for this. No, maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, so uh, let's give it to our guest. Do you want odds or evens? Uh, evens. Evens. Okay, so Steph, you're on the spot first for our first okay. trivia question. Liv. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to mute it. It's okay. After your husband's done cutting up a body, we'll get started. <laughs> uh, Liv calls Ravi the egghead of West End. Ravi corrects her and says he's from where? Says actually, Gloucestershire. I don't know. <laughs> Lancaster, Lancashire. I don't know. <laughs> no, the answer. Do you know what it is, Frank? For no points. Um, no. Uh, it's it's Upton Park. <laughs> Upton Park. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, Frank, you get the sports question for number two. Uh, what team does Coach Brained Live want to name the rats after? Eighty-six Celtics. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, and he said that next week we'll be here trying to figure out what we were talking about. <laughs> Why did we name a rat bird? <laughs> uh, number three, Steph. Whose signature is on Harry Cole's bat? Oh, uh, Babe Ruth. No. Sorry. No. Nope. Do you know oh, what it was? Who Frank? was it? Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Oh, see, I, same thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
All right. This is actually my longest question for you, Frank. Uh, number four is after Liv gives Major the coffee test, they talk about getting back together. Liv comes up with different ways she could turn him. Major says that's that it sounds like all they need is what two things. Um, I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Steph, do you want to try? Condoms and rock salt. That was it, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should I do point stealing in this game yet? I, I, I'm not, I feel like nah. I should start doing that. But never. Okay. Steph, uh, your <laughs> question, number five. Rita gets frustrated watching a zombie trying to pick up a cane and compares it to watching her mother do what? Oh. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember? You sure? Oh, no, it's like on the, uh, I don't know. Frank, do you remember? Open up, opening a map. Well, it's actually try to fold a map. Try to fold. Oh. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so far, we've done five questions and Frank's got one point and Steph has zero. Going on to question number six. <laughs> Frank, what does Blaine say to Chief after he gets shot? Chief, you had one job. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Steph, what type Uh of coin does the barber tell Liv to keep because they're lucky? Oh, a silver dollar? More specific. A Susan B. Anthony dollar? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. (laughs) It's funny. I looked at my notes from last, last time, last year. And apparently Rose said in an interview that there's a funny story behind that coin and that if you come up to her in a convention and ask her about it, she'll tell you. But I guess we never heard that funny story, huh? If anybody mm. actually did ask her, I'm dying to know. So iZombiePodcast at gmail.com, please. <laughs> and I will tell it on the show if anybody does. All uh, right. Um, Frank, you're, you got question number eight. What word does Stacy Boss use to describe what Peyton has a lot of? He says it twice. Um, brass? I don't remember. No. Oh, man, you got a Peyton question wrong? You're going to have to do 50 <laughs> lashes after this podcast. <laughs> See you like Paul Bettany and Da Vinci Code just lashing yourself. I got a Peyton question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, do you remember what the answer is? Was it Moxie? No, it's pluck. You got pluck. pluck. Okay, isn't that the same thing? I don't. Yeah, know. specifically what you said. Though. <laughs> um, Steph, to tie it up, number nine. Uh huh. Who paid okay. for the food at the food truck? Was it Clive or Basio? Oh, oh man, was it? Oh shoot. I, I'll you know I'll tell you that you don't actually see it happening, but it's mentioned. But they discuss it. Um, uh, <laughs> I can tell you're thinking you really hard. See. There's a controlling going on in the back. <laughs> Is that coming from? You, you should see Sadie's ears. Her her ears are she's twitching her ears all around trying to make sense <laughs> of that racket. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess Clive paid because no! they're discussing if it's. Oh, did Bazio pay? Bazio paid because uh, she says something about like not getting anything out of it. Basically, I don't have the exact lines here, but <laughs> I think this really really adds to the podcast, though. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right, Frank, to have a crushing victory, what movie is referenced which gives Clive the idea to break open the aquarium castle? Oh, I remember that scene. I forgot the movie. I don't know. Do you remember Steph? Well, they talk they talk about like Bazio says uh the key was in the in the fish tank in a, yeah. a fish called Wanda. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, But at the end of the game, Frank, you win two to one. <laughs> My trivia apparently is really tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. I got some feedback here. Um, Frank, do you want to stick around for feedback? Yeah, I guess I can sit around. Okay. Um, Efrox actually, uh, we we recorded a little earlier last week, Steph. So we missed uh-huh. Efrex's email from last week. So it's, it's kind of short, so I'm going to quickly read that first. Okay. Um, about real dead housewives and even cowgirls. Uh, hey, Robin and Steph. Something that I've always liked about many of Vertigo's comics is the large number of interesting supporting characters they feature. iZombie may not adhere too closely to the original comic and plot, but it's great to see the TV writers maintain his a- the a- this aspect of the comics by getting in so many fun side performances. Bazio, Chief, Donnie, Gabriel, Stephanie... This show is not satisfied uh, just coasting on Rose McIver's virtuosity. Anyhow, to the episodes. Uh, Real Dead Housewives. I missed the Veronica Mars We Used to Be Friends reference the first time watching, so <laughs> that was a new treat. Lerv, how Major's ethical dilemmas this season parallel lives from last one, from the last one, and how two people with good intentions can cause each other such pain. I assume the costume department and Rose had way too much fun with her looking fabulous as she strutted her way through this one. Even cowgirls. Although I'm a lifelong New Yorker, I've had a long-time country music streak in me, so this episode was right up my alley. Although, does Seattle really have an underground country music scene? Note to the writers, we must see more Robbie with cowboy hat. Jessica <laughs> Jessica Harmon's Who Brings Their Chi uh, to Work might be the, my favorite delivery of a line in the whole series. <laughs> with Kavanaugh doing his little candle thing. Uh, the scenes with Blaine and Gabriel are fantastically brutal, and it's great seeing the start of the Blaine Peyton dynamic. These episodes really do a great job balancing the case brain of the week format with the larger storyline. Thanks for listening, Efrex. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Efrex. <laughs> uh, and let me follow up his next email here. This is a little longer, but it's for this week's episodes. Hey, Robin and Steph. I have a long-standing rule that if I'm going to suspend my disbelief on a performance, there better be a darn good payoff at the end. These two episodes, for me at least, push that rule to its extremes, where there was a lot of hard things for me to swallow, but the payoff made it worthwhile. Herewith, the list of nitpickings. To quote the Seinfeld <laughs> Festivus tradition, I've got a lot of problems and you're going to hear about them. Number one. Where is Max Rager getting its Romeros from? If they can make Romeros, why can't they make high-functioning zombies to test before they turn into Romeros? Hmm. I'm going to say they find the Romeros wandering around and they're already too far gone to be high-functioning. Right? <laughs> I'll say I'm right. Efrex can't argue with me. <laughs> 
Number two. <laughs> Why does Dr. Irving need Liv's DNA? Anyhow, viruses don't change DNA. Romero DNA should be just as useful as non-Romero zombie DNA. Um, my answer is, but what if it isn't? <laughs> I just pushed your question back on you, Reflex. Well, see, I thought that that was more about how they know now that Liv is a zombie and they are expecting Major to do something about Liv. Yeah, but they, you know, uh, Irving says that she needs like high functioning zombie DNA and she's like, well, I, I'm going to have to get some blood from my roommate. And how difficult will that be? Oh. And yeah, that whole thing We forgot to mention that The whole thing where Major she Rose mentions that Rose Liv mentions that she's uh, Hooked back up with Major Which makes uh, Rita a bit jealous And she pokes yeah. Liv's hand And gets that DNA uh, Number three Basio tells Babineau That Alan York's DNA Was identified from a strand of hair Found in the Meet Cute sink Uh-uh, no way In a crime scene like Meet Cute There's no way that every hair found on site Would have been analyzed There's almost no way you could get Usable DNA from a strand of hair On a butcher sink drain And there's no reason why anyone Would have Alan York's DNA profile to match it uh, My answer for that is uh, Uh-huh uh, <laughs> <laughs> or we don't know Most people don't know Enough to know that that's not true <laughs> <laughs> On the TV it works I saw it Yeah <laughs> uh, Yeah we've gotten lots of uh, uh, Talks about the science of this show Our first ride through I'm tr- trying to like kind of glaze over it At some points but You might have a point but I stand by my original Uh huh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, why exactly are Robbie and Blaine fighting over a solution that can kill zombies? Blaine knows how to kill zombies with bullets and drills. What's so valuable about this stuff? I don't know. It's a pretty cool kill. Um, <laughs> Gabriel pretty much melts in front of them. So maybe, uh, you know, it's something that you could easily slip in a drink and walk away. You know, I don't know. Um, number five. During Thrunk's interrogation, he claims that Harry Cole's statement is hearsay and can't be used as evidence. Not so. Statements made during a properly conducted police interrogation are exceptions to the hearsay rule and are fully admissible. See, for example, the I shot the clerk testimony in My Cousin Vinny. All right. Well, now we got to do a whole bonus episode in My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, you ready? Ready for what? <laughs> our, our bonus uh, My Cousin Vinny episode. Oh, I just watched that the other day. It's still delightful. <laughs> you know, I've never seen it. It's, it holds up. You've never seen it? I'm a Ralph Macchio fan from The Karate Kid. It's, I've never yeah, seen it's it really either. It's really cute. <laughs> it's great. All right. Folks, you might just get that bonus episode. People are going to be like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, number six. Since when is zombieism caused by a virus? Do Max Rager and Tainted Utopium create a virus? Uh, another another point to not think too hard about. Next question. <laughs> Number seven. Robbie's using a light microscope. This viruses aren't visible under like light microscopy, especially not ones that are a hundred times smaller than average. Okay, come on. Number eight, <laughs> viruses, no matter how small, can't go through condoms. If the body fluids don't cross over, the virus won't either. There are STDs that can be transmitted despite the use of condoms, but that's due to non-gentle, genital, uh, gentle is a different word than genital, I suppose, non-genital skin slash skin contact, not the disease passing through the condom. Um, 
Yeah, zombie science. That's all I can say to that. <laughs> all right, so finally get through his nitpicks. Uh, <laughs> he says, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, there's tons to love about these episodes. The live major romance is handled beautifully. Every scene between them is sweet, funny, sexy, and smart. And watching live coach major off his rear is one of those scenes that do- that this show does perfectly. Clive talking tough to the abusive father gives Malcolm Goodwin a chance to build his character. Jess Harmon's pantomime shtick was the most hysterical thing I've seen in ages, and I have no idea how anybody on set kept a straight face. Please tell me this brilliant woman is coming back for season three or that somebody out there is creating a lead role for her. My misgivings about the necessity of the Blaine Ravi fight aside, I want a big bonus to be given to whoever thought of staging it to Friday I'm in Love. And Leanne Lapp's Rita Gilda is the best femme fatale in ages. Agreed. <laughs> the first time I saw the episode, I didn't catch why Blaine killed his grandfather. Feeding your father the brains of his father to give him the latter's sadness and dementia? Wow, that's some serious Greco-Freudian stuff. Stephen Williams is just as terrific, just terrific as the barber, and Eddie Jemison is equally fantastic as Stacey Boss. Any scene featuring Rose McIver and Robert Buckley getting undressed is going to be sexy, but it takes a lot of talent to make it romantic, bittersweet, and funny. It's about damn time, indeed. Finally, the reveal of just how Major is carrying out his zombie dispatching duties was simultaneously intensely creepy and intensely relieving. Wow. Okay, that's enough rambling for now. Can't wait to hear your takes. Yeah, I think we agreed on a lot of the stuff, except for the science, Efrex. Uh, you really care about it, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> and did we get anything in the Facebook group? I don't know. Um, Steph, do you have our email open? Email. 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 <laughs> I can go ahead. Now I do. Okay. Well, Marissa and DC actually emailed us this week. It's kind of long. If you want me to read it, I can. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. That is long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Marissa, you are brilliant. I'll start, and then when I get tired, I'll stop. Yeah, when the drilling begins, I'll take over. Yes. <laughs> All right, Marissa in D.C. says, Hi, Robin, Steph, and guest. I'll be leaving for a trip on Thursday, so I'm getting my comments on the episode in early this time via email. Yes, she's going to Gallifrey Con. The planet? Gallifrey. I'm not sure, but uh, she's the only person I've ever heard uh, talk about it, but I saw that she left today. Cool. Um. It was great fun seeing Liv as a child, as a children's basketball coach in Love and Basketball, if only for the great motivational speech that Liv gives Major about working through his utopian addiction. I know I've taken, uh, I know you've taken some haymakers lately. I know this time it's harder to get back up than it's ever been, but you're Major Mother Flippin' Lily White and you don't quit. <laughs> Hey, I just had a thought. Why was the why was the episode not called Live in Basketball? I mean it Oh yeah. It would have been a play on the movie title still, but yet we have lit anyway. That's my yep. nitpick, Efrax. <laughs> okay, Marissa continues. After encouraging him to throw away his drugs, Major takes uh to tr- Oh my gosh. <laughs> After encouraging him to throw away his drugs Taking Major to train the kids who'd lost their coach was the best thing Liv could have done for him. As a fan of Liv and Major, I was thrilled to see them 
able to be friends again in this episode and for Liv to help him with some of his demons, even though it's obvious that Major wants more uh, than just to be friends. I forgot to mention in in my comments on the last episode that I was thrilled to see Dale again. She and Clive have a great uh, have great cop chemistry as well as romantic chemistry. Before Dale came along, I wasn't sure what kind of woman Clive would go for, but she was perfect. She was a perfect fool for him. Here's hoping that there's a way to bring her back in for season three, and also explain why Clive had to torpedo their case against Major. Go ahead, Robin. I'm tired. I was just laughing about it because I love how you say oil. <laughs> Come on. Got to say it again. Oh, oil. Uh, foil. Clive. Uh, oh, I wasn't sure what kind of woman Clive would go for, but she was a perfect fool. For him, fool. Fool. Well, yeah. You, when you say oil, you say oil. All. And now then I noticed when you said foil, you said full. I was like, oh, he's a Aww. horse. <laughs> She's a horse? Uh, anyway, sorry. It's a. All right. Uh, on to Max Rager. Given their turnover in lead scientists, it's a bit odd that they would only ever see zombies as the Romero style shamblers that occur when zombies have been deprived of brains. Doesn't every zombie start off normal for at least a couple days before their brain hunger kicks in? If so, why was their female lead scientist here surprised that Major's latest victim woke up and begged for Major to spare his life? Have their scientists really not figured out that regular brain consumption keeps zombies virtually undetectable from humans? I'd say um, they should know that if they have this list. They know that these zombies are buying things, right? So <laughs> that's that's what I think. Um, all right. Uh, maybe it's just, just a little bit of a writing error. I don't know. Um, or plot hole. Yeah. Also, Gilda Rita's plan to steal some of Liv's blood wasn't bad, but wouldn't collecting the blood droplet with a napkin bond the blood to the paper and compromise the blood's usefulness? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Max Wager. Liv realizing what kind of brain she's going to get before she eats it's, it was amusing. Before she eats it was amusing. And once she's on it, she goes particularly crazy with gambling, betting on stupid things like what kind of donut will be eaten next out of the box in the precinct and letting her money ride on a succession of wagers with the biggest bookie in town. The introduction to Mr. Boss was just as chilling in the rewatch as it was the first time. Mr. Boss's creepy perfection in the package of a mild-mannered accountant. If you cross him, he'll kill you and everyone you know. Hypothetically. Winky face. <laughs> Liv and Major quit being friends and go back to coupledom in this episode, and I really enjoyed seeing what they must have been like in their previous lives. Alas, their lives are way more complicated now, what with the zombie menace in Seattle, Max Rager, and Secrets of Plenty. Looking forward to one of my favorite iZombie episodes next week, Abracadaver. Uh, and that was Marissa in D.C. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks, Marissa. Hope you're enjoying Gallifrey, Gallifrey Con. Gallifrey 1. It's at the Marriott LAX Hotel. All right, so if I anybody's think. looking for Marissa, that's where she is. <laughs> Um, I'm just quickly checking Facebook, but I don't think there's anything. No, I checked. There's no. There's nothing. Okay, thanks. No. You're welcome. 
Um, okay, so yeah, as Marissa was saying, next time on our podcast, we're going to be talking about Abra Cadaver and the Hurt Stalker, and our friend Will will be dropping by for that. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, Abracadaver is uh, an episode I'm fond of because I have the uh, cover sheet for the script that's signed, and I love it. And it's it should be framed. It hasn't been framed yet, but it's between books, and it's treasured so. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, yes. that was a humble brag. But <laughs> I won it on Twitter in a contest that uh, Patrick Schumacher, the writer, uh, put up there, fair and square. Cool. My mind is yeah. melting. All right. So. Good for you. <laughs> See, I know. It's getting late. I'm winding down. Uh, so, uh, Frank, thanks for stopping by the podcast again. No problem. Glad to be back. Uh, it was fun. Are you back on there any more during this rewatch? Or? No, right. I don't think so. We'll have to get you back on during the uh, regular season. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again for stopping by. Anything you want to plug on your way out the old uh, morgue door? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Okay. <laughs> Any teams yeah. you want us to, to root for? The Mets, of course. Okay. <laughs> Taking it all the way this year. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Steph, do you have anything to say about the Mets before we leave? <laughs> uh, who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we, know any, we don't know anything about sports, and uh, we'll catch yeah. you next week on the <laughs> iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!